Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Hi, this is Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. This is The Jake Brown Show on CBS Radio. Play that in Podcast Network. You can subscribe, rate, review the show on iTunes Podcast on your smartphone. You can follow the show on Spotify. On Spotify podcast, or if you use it, Android, you can get it on Stitcher as well. Jake Brown Radio is where you find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Jamie's Radio YouTube. The show you find at Jake Brown Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And YouTube, we got Anthony Santanello running the board at Santanello on Twitter. Luke Halper is out today. We got a busy show. Dropped a little Tuesday exclusive with Ryan Eagle. Just a tremendous interview with one of my favorite broadcasters. And a guy I've been trying to get on all my shows for a while. We finally work with the schedule and get phone. We made that separate because it went long. It went 40 minutes where you hear him talking about his career, how he got the Nets job at 24 years old as play-by-play. Uh, my dad always bringing him up and uh, – 2020 updates, Jake. You'll be the next Iron Eagle. Start off young and getting better as time goes. Uh, so he, we had a little fun with that. And he's also an Aquarius. Makes us Aquarii. I may have made that up. Definitely not a thing. I don't think. Oh, if you're listening to this, tweet us at Jake Brown Radio, at Jake Brown Show, and let us know what the plural version of Aquarius is. We got a lot to get into. A whole lot of football. What a week of football. A lot of things were set. In stone, we know a lot. We'll get into that with our 12 days of football as Sant does his best to sing. Uh, and I will complete what each day means for teams around the league. Also joining us this week, later on, it'll drop tomorrow, Thursday, December 29th. Former New York Giant and current co-host of Tiki and Tierney on CBS Sports Radio, Tiki Barber will join us. A, a good guest coming at this time. With the Giants locked into the five seed, literally this game against the Redskins does not matter. And he was part of a giant team that made a Super Bowl against the Ravens. That they were shellacked in that game, and that's what got me into football. That first year, I was a Giants fan. Um, back in two thousand, two thousand one, around that time. Uh, so we'll talk with Tiki as well. Listen to the Iron Eagle interview and ending this show, a hilarious segment which you can watch on Facebook Live as well where we uh, call McDonald's customer service, and our good friend Marshall makes his <laughs> debut. I guess that's our guest for the show today. I guess. Ma- McDonald's Marshall. Marshall from <laughs> McDonald's uh, will be the end of the show, where we complain. If, if you missed it last week, we got 60 nuggets. It was me, Luke, and Kim Adams here, and almost all 60 were just raw and disgusting. So we made sure we let it be known. We called him a week later. We got Marshall. Gave them all my information so that McDonald's will be calling me. I should have gave them. I should have said Tuesday at 6 so they could call while we're in studio so we could record it. Not the best move on my part. But I did say after 5 p.m. So, hey, 
maybe I, they call every day and then I pick up on Tuesday and we uh, hit the record button and see what happens. Uh, a great guy. Stand-up citizen yeah, Marshall was. Definitely seemed like a stand-up guy. He, he's very funny, too. Like, nonchalant funny. He, he uh, sounded like he was from the South, I think. Yeah. Well, he had the Southern hospitality to him, yeah. which is good. Um, this I'm telling you, this always happens in my life. I say something, I'm talking about something, and then that thing appears in front of me. It's the most it's the most bizarre oddity ever. Again, we're talking about McDonald's here. The first tweet I read on Twitter is Taylor Rooks, friend of the program, uh, quoting a tweet saying, You got McDonald's money question mark. It's like we were just talking about McDonald's. How is the first tweet on my timeline about McDonald's? This stuff happens to me all the time. A side point, but just a bizarre thing that just happened. Thank you, Taylor Rooks. Um, By the way, uh, I've yeah. looked it up on Google. Yeah. There are – you both of your uh, responses to Aquarius, the Excuse plural form, sleeves. were right. Uh, it can either be Aquarii oh. or Aquariuses. So, Aquariuses is a yeah. thing? A- I knew Aquarii. A-Q-U-A-R-I-U-S-E-S or A-Q-U-A-R-I-I. Excuse me. Okay. Wiktionary has Aquariuses, and then Merriam-Webster has Aquarii. All right. Well, Merriam is a good friend of mine, so oh, we're going to okay. go to Aquarii, a uh, friend of the program, <laughs> Merriam-Webster. Uh, <laughs> so, wow, it worked. Wow, I can't believe that. That's like cactus is cacti. Yeah. Um, it must be something. I think it's something with the U.S. is maybe ends with I. Could be. Um, can you think of another word with the U.S.? Um, not bus, because that's no, not, <laughs> not by. <laughs> Uh, Think about it over the course of the show. I'll think about it. Um, A lot to get into. And, of course, we'll ride ride in our car first. But before we do, we'll ride there in Kumo Taj. What does the road to success for an NFL player look like? I use that uh, transition too much. But Kumo Taj gives me the -the behind-the-scenes look at what fuels a player's road to success for player style file. Presented by Kumo Taj, where you can watch Rashad Jennings and Darren McFadden. Uh, they present to you how tire training helps athletes improve mobility, balance, strength, and performance. You can visit KumoTire.com. Better traction, better grip, better control, less noise. Kumo Tire, better always. They have the tires to get you through the toughest conditions, rain or snow. You can use the AT51, the PS91, the MT51, the TA11. Your options are endless. KumoUSA.com slash dealer. It is a thing with the U.S., by the way, because alumni, alumnus goes to alumni. There you go. So it is something with the U.S. at the end. And I called it. Sorry for this. Get Taz in here. He throw a fit me, blow my nose in front of the mic. Imagine me and it's me RK- RKOing Taz. Yeah, you would not like that, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start with some football here. And before we ride our car, to Oakland. Let's start on the East Coast and here in New York and Buffalo. Rex Ryan gets the pink slip. In my mind, in surprising fashion. And here's why. Do I think Rex Ryan was going to survive this season and be the head coach next season? Probably not. But there's something wrong here while you're firing him a week before the season ends. I mean, let him finish the season. The guy is 7-8. and eight. It's not like he's had a horrific year. Tyrod Taylor has underachieved. They have not been that good. I am struggling to power through this right now. Blow my nose. <laughs> but there must have been something where he said, where they asked him, do you want to be fired now so you can go watch your son play Clemson against Ohio State Saturday? 
in the college football playoff, or do you want to coach this last game and beat the Jets maybe back-to-back years in the final game, even though it doesn't mean anything? Last year, at least you knocked the Jets out. This year, you would just be giving the Jets a better draft pick. True. So I wonder if that's the position that was juxtaposed, and that's why. But just everything is wrong in Buffalo at this point. I mean, the front office is a disaster. The Whaley has no idea what he's doing. Now they're going to start EJ Manuel for a week, see what they have in him. They don't know now if Tyrod Taylor is the guy. I don't think Tyrod Taylor's been a disaster. He hasn't been good. Uh, he's definitely made them regret giving him a long-term deal, which I thought was ridiculous anyway that they paid him that money. But everything from top to bottom is wrong in Buffalo, as is the Jets, which I could talk about for days, and the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting. But I was very surprised by the fact that Rex Ryan just did not get to finish the season. So I'm cu- well, I'm sure we'll hear more about this. Again, we talk about this with Ian Eagle, what he'll do. Guy will be pure gold on television. This guy is going to be a must-see TV. Whatever network signs him, him and Rob need to do a show. Again, Rob Ryan getting fired as well. Where they're riding unicycles, where they're going through the streets pranking people. They're doing a Pirates of the Caribbean mock because they both look like pirates. There's so much you can do with both of them in a show that I don't see a network why they would pitch it. Like a Fox Sports 1 or something. You would watch it. I would, 100%. And going back to Manuel, I think they're starting him this week. He's got one year left on his contract. Maybe try to trade him in the offseason, see what you can get for him. Do you think they will start Manuel next year? I think they're going to be no, in the market I, for a quarterback. I mean, I don't see the – I mean, Tyrod didn't have as high expectations coming into – when he was drafted he also as to he remember, Sammy Watkins was hurt a lot of the year. Right. What other receivers do they have? I mean, yeah. Charles Clay, tight end. They have uh, Justin Hunter, who is pretty good for like a stretch there. He's a there. third or four stringer. Robert Woods. He's a third or four stringer. They're really their go-to. It's Watkins and good Charles is, Clay. Goodwin is fast, but he's a third stringer. They're all third and fourth string wide receivers yeah. that are being in one and two roles when Sammy was out. So you're asking a lot here. And obviously you did have LaShawn McCoy, who had, right. who's had a terrific year. Uh, helped my fantasy team get to two, two – well, I made two title games. Did Four playoffs, I lost back both of them. Uh, one will be a three hundred dollars prize, of the other sixty. Okay, uh, but I did lose both, unfortunately. Um, but McCoy was terrific, so it's going to be intriguing to see what Buffalo do- does here. A lot of questions at quarterback, at head coach, at defense coordinator. There's a lot of things that need to be uh, worked on. And Anthony Lynn here is going to take over as the interim head coach, and I don't buy the notion that he's a candidate. So we have to see if he can coach a week. Stevie Wonder could coach the Bills this week and beat the New York Jets. So I don't want to hear, let's see if this guy could coach a team for a week. Stop it. I mean, they win a game, uh, oh, we got to hire this guy. He's our guy. You got to play the field and see what else is out there. Um, I think there's going to be other guys better than your offense coordinator who has no coaching experience except for one game against the Beasley Jets. Uh, so let's let's slow the tires on that. Let's slow the tires on the Oakland Raiders making a deep postseason run as the car will not be driven to the promised land. Derek Carr uh, breaks his fibula, breaks his leg, I guess you call it, and he is out at least until the Super Bowl if they make the Super Bowl. What a tough break, no pun intended there, for the Oakland Raiders who looked like a team that was going to be right there with the Pats come playoff time and had a chance to maybe, it still does have a chance, 
to have home field throughout here. If they win and the Patriots lose to the Dolphins, and remember, the Patriots might be playing their backups, so the Dolphins winning isn't crazy. And remember, the, the Dolphins are playing here to potentially get the five seed over the six, which would allow them to play Tom Savage in the playoffs. you got to think they want to play Houston. They don't want to play Pittsburgh. So you have to think Miami is playing for something right now. Uh, Jay Ajayi will see if he'll play. I know he's a little bagged up. But you got to think Miami's going to be playing hard against New England. So that one, two spots up for grabs. Oakland potentially could still have home, home field throughout the playoffs. But can they beat Tom Brady? Can they beat Big Ben? Can they beat the Chiefs in that really, 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 really good defense? I don't think they will. I think Oakland's in a lot of trouble. I think McGloyd is a veteran who really has a start. He's one of those veteran backups. He's not terrible, I don't think. He's not I, terrible. I, like, I would prefer him over most backups in the I mean, league. I mean, you prefer him over putting Cotter Cook out there as right. a rookie. Um, and I don't, but I do think it's enough to not hand them a chance at the Super Bowl. I think that losing your MVP quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr, if he plays the rest of that game and plays this week, in my mind, was an MVP favorite. I liked him to win it just because Brady missed the first four games. In my mind, it was either him or Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford. Probably him or Matt Ryan. I'd give it a car. Could still win it. It would be a nice store if you want it. But that changes a little bit now here. Oakland, you can't paint them in the same frame anymore. I know McGloin's not terrible, but does he come out of you? Oh, this guy's a stud backup. No, he's a serviceable backup that could have them win the divisional round, but they're not winning the AFC championship. They're just not. I'd be shocked if they do it. I hope KJ, my guy who was on last week, Raiders receiver. I wish it was a receiver guy hurt so he could play versus their stud quarterback. I want them to win. I mean, how can you not root for them? But it's so hard, man, to say, hey, this team's going to beat, if they have to go to the Foxborough, they're going to beat the Patriots. Even if they're home, it's going to be like, is this team really going to be Tom Brady in the AFC Championship? I, I will say their run game looked really impressive last week. They didn't use just Latavius Murray. They had DeAndre Washington they used. They had um, Richard, Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard, the he's third running good. back. He's they, speedy. Yeah, they all worked it seamlessly. They, I mean, you think that Murray would get most of the carries, but they all split evenly. Washington had two touchdowns, I think, so – I mean that could be something that they look that they lean on now without a uh, car in there. And Carr tweeted uh, moments ago: surgery could have gone better. Received great no- news. Already started the recovery process. Thank you for all your prayers as I heal up. So would love to see them get in and Carr makes a Super Bowl return. Be like freaking uh, Willis Reed coming out of the locker room for the second half of the finals. I looked up where exactly the fibula broke for Carr. Yeah. So your ankle bone, it's about two inches above that is where it broke. So it's clearly a vital part of why he can't play. If it was something, I feel like if it was lower or just a bit higher. Oh, he would have played. He would have played. He's played with a dislocated finger I mean, yeah. right now. So this guy was already banged up. But that was just a terrible, that's a terrible spot to break it in. And basically. a terrible spot for Marcus Mariota as well who breaks his foot. Not only do they embarrass themselves by losing the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mariota breaks his foot. Not only that, they're eliminated for the playoffs. I mean, they go into that game seemingly in perfect position to make the playoffs. All you got to do is beat the Jaguars, and then you beat the Texans next week. Now they're eliminated just like that. One loss to the Jaguars, a Texans win, and you're out. And next week means Jack squat. So just a horrible break for the for the Titans losing your quarterback 
and losing your season. We're going to get a football in a bit more NFL in our 12 days of football segment. Um, but how about George Carl now? If we transition to NBA here, accusing players, modern players of using PEDs in his new book. And now it's the second accusation. It's kind of like Lenny Dykstra's book, calling everyone out. Our guy, Lenny D now George Carl is a book, just ripping everyone in shreds. And uh, you had Kenya Martin who wants to fight him right now. Kenny Martin and George Carl in a cage would be must-see TV at this point. I mean, George Carl is uh, burning bridges left and right if there were even anything to hold above the water. Everyone hates George Carl, all the players. I mean, Mello took a professional way of responding. I was reading the... uh, (laughs) You got to mute that computer. I was reading the uh, the link to the... uh, like oh, that's CBS story. Sports. Yeah, yeah. beat that. Um, I mean, uh, it's just not good for George Carl. It's, it's it's the old man's getting his off his rocking chair at this point. I would have liked if he did it to say which players, so then we knew. Although that's not the best way, I think, in this spot. Don't just say that openly. And now there's a whole thing. Oh, our guy's doing PEDs. What does he know? There's nothing behind it. It's a comment that's gonna gonna do a lot for book sales. I mean, look what Lenny Dykstra's book sold a ton of copies. George Carl's book probably will too. And it is called Furious George, not Curious George. Oh. Uh, I'm sure there were some copyright problems with Curious George, <laughs> as a monkey has that title. But George Carl is not being well liked uh, by a ton of people. At this point, what else is going on in football? First of all, I didn't even say happy holidays, everyone. I didn't even say yeah, happy I hope, holidays. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and enjoying their Hanukkah right now. Maybe you're listening to this and lighting the menorah for the fourth night, fifth night. I don't know. I've lost count. Happy Kwanzaa to all my African American folks out there. Um, happy New Year coming up. A big New Year. Um, I will say about New Year's, I think going out, everything's overrated. This year, I'm feeling so ill that in four, unless I cure up in four days. No interest in going to the city. I know I have. A, are you going to be working? I'll be in Disney, actually. You're going to Disney. Oh, yeah. see, see, that's a great New Year's. Yeah. I've done one year, one New Year's at Disney back in high school when I was in marching band. Ooh. We were the Trouble High School Golden Eagles marching band. I would pay <laughs> good money to see you in a marching band. Now, listen to this. When I was in marching band, and only on the Jake Brown show do we go from football to marching band in like a three second. Yeah, that's true. We'll probably get to that in college football at some point. Um,. <laughs> But I I played clarinet from second grade through ninth grade. Hilarious, right? Wow. And then sophomore year, my last, I only did two years of marching band. I, f- I freaking hated it, hated it. My brothers did it. My parents said, you got to do something. I said, F- I guess I got to do it. They're forcing me. Switched to tenor sax for my sophomore year of high school. That was a little more manly. Yes. <sighs> a little more uh, my masculine side on the tenor sax. <laughs> do, 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 do. Rest in peace, George Michael, baby. Um. It was so hard trying to remember all the notes for the song while remembering the steps. Remember, Trouble High School Golden Eagle Marching Band, if you don't know your marching bands well, was one of the best in the country. I mean, we were in the top five, top ten, I think, if I remember correctly. If you're not up to date on your power rankings my for high school of, marching bands. My subscription of marching bands weekly just ended uh, uh, last well, week. So. Re- reorder that. Um, <laughs> but 
I would forget. So a lot of times I would fake play and just so I could remember the steps because there was times you're almost crashing into people. There were so many different formations that I fake players sometimes blew the wrong notes so many times. Uh, countless. I mean, I had times. Think about this. We had practices that went from like 8 a.m. and then we were gone till midnight. We were practicing all day and the nighttime we had the show. I had a practice. I remember vomiting all over the football field. <laughs> I mean, I lost consciousness, and it's just like unbelievable. This marching band, what goes into it? But how did that come up again? What were uh, we talking about? I don't remember. Yeah, what the? Oh, hell? Disney. I'm going to Disney for New Year's. Disney. Oh, we right. There okay. for... uh, so that was the one time we went because we were doing. We were in a parade there, so I remember going. It was a fun time. But anyways, uh, those are the marching band <laughs> days. If you don't know, I was in marching band. Yes, it's true. Also, if you didn't know about me. See, we, we don't get we do so many interviews. It's fun to just talk about some random you. things. I um was in <laughs> I was in choir the Jewish choir oh, in Hebrew school, like fourth through sixth grade maybe. And every Fridays for Shabbat we would perform and we'd perform <laughs> songs like this. It would go like this. You ready? This should be this should be on video. It's so ridiculous. I'd love to record it. We'd uh we go oh say shalom. Israel, oh say shalom, Aleinu. Do, do. <laughs> so, so that was one of the songs. We just, that was my singing side. Another another singing side here. As we just go in tangents. Fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I was, I guess I was one of the popular kids chosen to do the in between acts for the talent show and that. Daniel's Farm Elementary. So you were an MC, kind of. No, it was like acts in between. It wasn't like wicka wicka like MC. Like you do like do something. So in between one of them, I did Yankee Doodle Daddy in an <laughs> opera voice when I did opera. This was like fourth, fifth grade. Never owned a pair of jeans. I had to buy jeans for that because okay. I always wore sweatpants. So and I had my sweatpants, my white. I mean, I had my jeans, my white shirt, bandana. And here's me, fourth or fifth, fifth grade Jake Brown singing Yankee. Should I do it right now? My hey, can you do voice. an opera voice? I, I'm a little scared. I'm sick, so I don't remember. I, I went, I'm a Yankee, something like that. Yankee Doodle, sweetheart. Uh, I can imagine fifth grade, you pre right around puberty, getting your opera I voice I had puberty in at age nine, which is early. Jesus. Yeah, they, uh, it was an early, early age, but... I just remember singing that, and I was like, wow. I wish – now I'm thinking – I wish there was video of that. It would just be hilarious. Um, but anyways, that, those some side notes <laughs> of Marching Man. And I also spelled research wrong in the fourth grade spelling bee, but my mom still did buy me Mets tickets. I remember she got wow. me Mets tickets. It was like May 6, 2000. It's sad. I remember the date. Wow. Uh, and I spelled research R-E-A-S-E-A-R-C-H. So I, I put an A, a in there. there. Yep. I don't know why. The guy who got out, one of my friends got out on the word chalk, which I thought was more embarrassing that than is research. Because research is like research, 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 like – if I was smart, I would know the, the separate it, re-search. You were young. Oh, sorry. There's some vacuuming going on. I hear that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, those are some side stories in case you wanted to know. But speaking of Margie Bed, the playoff is here. On Saturday, we have Washington, Alabama at 3 o'clock and Ohio State Clemson at 7. Do you like an obvious Clemson 
Alabama title matchup, or do you think Ohio State and Washington have other plans? Here? I think Bama is 100% going to win. Uh, as much as I loved Washington this year, and Jake Browning. Jake Browning's fun to watch. Your uh, long lost <laughs> second cousin. Yeah. Um, I think that Bama is just too complete, and their defense is on another on another level. This might be the best defense that Nick. Saban's I'm on ever a new had. level. <laughs> It's maybe the best defense that Saban's ever had, and then uh, one of the best, yeah, yeah. And then Ohio State, Clemson. That one's gonna be close, I think. I think that's o- a great matchup. I think Ohio State can win this. I really do. I think that um, they're com- they're more complete than Clemson on both sides. I think that uh, Deshaun Watson has kind of underperformed this year to from what he was last year, and JT Barrett's just he's a playmaker, and I think Urban Meyer is a better coach than Dabo Sweeney. Uh, that could be what it comes down to. And yeah, I think the experience and the coaching is going to be key in Ohio State and the run game for Ohio State. We know they run can run the football. Uh, so that's going to be uh, two great matchups. Watch. I, I like Alabama, Ohio State, and I think Alabama's defense will probably be too much in the end. But I think that's the better matchup that we want, Alabama, Ohio State versus Alabama, Clemson versus Washington. I think we all want to see Washington win. I'd love win. to see Washington win. But, but – Firepower's in there, and they didn't have the strength of schedule. I mean, they played nobody besides Colorado. While Alabama played everyone, Ohio State played everyone, and Clemson played everyone. Yeah. All had uh, games against teams in the top 25, where Washington can't say the same besides the matchup with Colorado. Browning is probably, aside from Watson, I would say, he's probably the second-best quarterback in this playoff right now. But, I mean, Hurts is great, but I think that he's still young and makes uh, freshman mistakes for Alabama, and Barrett, I don't know. I, I like him a lot. I think he's great, but I just don't know if he's a true quarterback. I feel like he'll be like yeah. a Terrell Pryor when he gets to the NFL, like converted he's into a, a wide receiver. Yeah, it, it seems like he is going down that route. Um, but, man, so many bowl games. I, I Here's what I, why I'm not a huge college football guy. One, so many bowl games. Two, I realize today a five-win team could make a bowl game as North Texas did against Army. I mean, how do you go under 500 and make a bowl game? I mean, this couldn't be any more for financial and sponsors and this and that. Capital One Bowl. You got the Chick-fil-A Bowl. The, the Belk Bowl. Bowl. There's everything. Belk has a bowl now? The Belk Bowl. Uh, Belk the, is a great store, by the way. The Underrated f- store that a lot of people don't know about. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You know, Belk is a is a store. It's like a Macy's. Yeah. yeah. High-quality clothing for good prices. Okay. They should come and check you. for that. <laughs> uh, but I just – I know you're a college football guy, but I just think one is too many. Two, the separation. Do you really need a month after the season to no. start playing them? And I think the times of some of these. There was a game on at like nine or ten a.m. Yep. What at, at noon on a Tuesday? Make them at night at least when people go watch them. Preferably yeah. weekend. I'd rather see a bunch of them on Saturdays spread out through December. Instead of doing it on Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday night, have five or six every Saturday through December leading to the championship game, which I also hate that the championship game goes up till January 9th. I mean, it's so far from when the season's over. Everyone's focus at that point is on the NFL. Is on the NFL playoffs. No one's focus on that Monday in January is on the national championship game. It's so far beyond when the season ended. That while it's going to have people watching it, it's not going to get anywhere near the ratings that the NFL playoffs are going to get. And I honestly, I'm a huge college football guy. I honestly completely forgot that the season was still going on. I mean, like, I I know that these games are so hyped up and that they're huge games, obviously, but 
you don't need uh, the only way a five win team gets in. By the way, is if a six win team declines and there's still an open spot in that bowl because it's all about money right now. They all just every company will say, "Oh, we want this bowl game," and they'll throw a ton of money at the NCAA to make sure they get it. So if they have an open spot, I feel like every team is going to get a bowl game in the next 15 years, no matter who you are. You can go 0 and 12, and you'll still get a bowl game in tw- in 10, 15 years. And I think you're going to improve the ratings if you move them because I think if it's closer to when the regular season ends, more people will it'll be fresh on their minds. Yeah. It won't be during the stretch run of the NFL when this is big right now. Like if you have a game on this Saturday, uh, this Saturday slash Sunday, Everyone's focused on playoff position for the NFL. No one really wants to watch. Like Saturday, they have uh, the playoff games. Is the the college football playoff games are Saturday. Uh, yeah. NFL is actually Sunday this week, so it won't affect it. But you know what I'm saying here that they got to fix the timing. I think it'll be better ratings if they make it mid December at the latest. Have the bowl game, the championship games before the end of the year, and end it at the end of December. Make it like December 30th or 31st the actual title game, and then let the new year let the NFL take over because you're not going to compete. It's just not a competition. I don't think that – I'd love that <laughs> idea. I don't think they'll ever do that, though, just because the New Year's Bowl games have been a tradition forever, the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl around that time also. They'll make the title game on the new year. I mean, it makes sense. Unless, except this year when the NFL's up. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I think they should cut down bowl games to maybe – top three teams in each conference get a bowl game or something like that. There's way too many teams. Like you said, North Texas does not deserve a bowl game. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's just too much. I wish it would end. That is my beef. JB's beef. Nobody is safe. <laughs> uh, bowl games. All right, let's have a little fun here and play 12 days of football. Do, I, do I need an audio Does it audio start with the 12th? Not no, yet. it starts on the first day. On the first day of Christmas. Okay, so start. Here we go. Sam's gonna sing. For I can't Sanctuary. sing. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do it in that voice. On the first day of Christmas, Roger would... Goodell gave to me. <laughs> go ahead. A Derek Carr injury. Oh, not a great present this year. It's kind of like Cole. Man, on the first day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Derek Carr injury. Uh, the Raiders, man, just I talked about it before. So disheartening, a team that was so fun to watch that we all rooted for. Now, your thoughts about them completely change when you lose an MVP quarterback. Not the best Christmas present on day one from Santa from Roger this year. Day two, I'm gonna go day two. Yeah. On the second day of Christmas, sing it. Roger Goodell gave to me. A Marcus Mariota injury. This is an injury-themed Christmas. Yeah, the first couple days are the worst. I mean, it builds up. Like It's like Hanukkah, like the best present you get usually the last day. I was going to make it the eight crazy nights and just Ooh. the eight crazy stories. I was thinking about that. But there were so many good games. I was like, let's, I'll keep it at 12. Mariota, I mentioned it earlier. The Titans were on the cusp of winning the division. And 99.9% of us wanted the Titans to win the AFC South. No one wants to see the Texans back in the playoffs with Tom Savage starting. Now you got it. Excuse me, folks. I am powering through. He is. He's being a champ right I'm now. I'm taking meds and everything. I'm doing it for the cast. Doing it for the podcast, baby. For the love of the freaking game. <laughs> uh, but the second day of Christmas, Roger gave to me a Marcus Mariota injury. On the third day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me. A Cleveland Browns victory. The Browns. Give him a round of applause here. 
beat the Chargers 2017. And man, did the Chargers ever have a chance to win that game? They miss a field goal with a couple minutes left, and then they miss another field goal right around in their Lambo. They miss another field goal in the final seconds as they scramble out of the field. It hooks left or hooks right, whatever direction it went in, and the Browns will not go winless. The only team that has gone winless in the 16-game era is the Detroit Lions. Dan Orlovsky? Uh, does Joey Harrington the starter that year? And then Orlovsky came in at the end, I think. I think so. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was jumping up and down when the Browns won. I don't know why. I just have some sort of affection for the Browns that when they won, I was just so hyped that they didn't go 0-16. For degenerate reasons, I was rooting for the Chargers. Of course. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I mean, you, you feel for them. You're happy. The Browns win a game. I honestly wanted to see them go 0-16 because I wanted to see – Another 0-16 team. We would have had one of the NFC, one of the AFC. It yep. would have made perfect sense. It would have worked. But on the third day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Browns victory. On the fourth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Steelers thrilling, thrilling victory. victory and a division title. What a wild game. And Iron Eagle was on the call for that. Steelers and Ravens, a classic rivalry going back and forth and back and forth. And just when you think the Ravens are going to win with just over a minute to go, Antonio Brown stretches the ball over the plane and just, I mean, by centimeters. Business was booming. Gets it over. Business was booming, and the Steelers win the division. They knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. The Ravens were very inconsistent, but a team that maybe could have done damage in the playoffs with Joe Flacco's playoff experience. But the Steelers' offense is too explosive and a wild finish. But on the day four of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave a Steelers thrilling victory. On the fifth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Rex Ryan end of his history. <laughs> uh, Rex goes. And we, we the game was Bills-Dolphins, where the Dolphins beat the Bills. 34-31 in overtime. The Bills are eliminated. The Dolphins clinched the playoff spot, which still in my mind is wild that the Dolphins are playoff bound because they're really not that good at all. Um, they are just a bad team that's making the playoffs. Not bad, but an ugly team that's making the playoffs. And I mean, you give credit to Adam Gase, who might be the coach of the year. He's been year. very good. I mean, the fact that they are going to the playoffs still boggles my mind. But the story in the end comes recently. Rex and Bob and Rob. Rex and Rob are gone. And it might be the end. And Ian Eagle said it. This He believes this is the end of Rex as a head coach. He's had his chances. He had the two AFC championships with the Jets. But since then, Rex has really struggled. And he hasn't always had the best supporting cast. Hasn't always had the best team. But you know what? He had to go. The question, obviously, I brought it up before was the timing. I would have done it at a different time. But Either way, the Bills, another year, another missed playoffs. On the fifth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Miami Dolphins victory, and Rex Ryan's head coaching career is history. On the sixth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Saints win in the Big Easy. See, I think the game was in Tampa, though. Was it in Tampa? I no, believe. I think no. It was, in, it was in New Orleans. Are you sure? Yeah, because I was stupid oh, in right. our uh, fantasy finals 
me and uh, Anthony Notarelli decided to start Jameis Winston in the dome over oh. Kirk Cousins in the negative weather well, in that Chicago. Was a terrible idea. Yeah, it only ended up being like a ten point difference. But so we said the sixth day, Roger Goodell gave to me a uh, Saints win in the Big Easy. And it won't be easy for the Bucks to make the playoffs now, folks. The Bucks fall to eight and seven with that loss. And let's go over the one scenario where they can make it. First off, they have to beat the Panthers. That's obvious. They'll need the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. Possible. They'll need the Titans to beat the Texans. Possible. They need the Colts to beat the Jaguars. Seems very likely. Here's where it's really going to get interesting for them. They'll need the 49ers to beat the Seahawks. Not nice. likely. Possible if the Seahawks rest everyone. That's the only way. Gonna, I don't think they're going to, though. They're, they're still playing for the two. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. And here's where it just gets bonkers. Although the Redskins have tied once, they will need the Giants to tie the Redskins. And then they'll need the Lions to beat the Packers in Detroit. All impossible except for the 40 dollars Seahawks, which you don't think is possible. But again, it's a result. They need the Giants and Redskins to not have a result for them to make the playoffs along with everything else. So, hey, I'd love to see the Bucks get in, honestly. I'm, I'm a Jets and Giants guy, so the Giants are in, so I'm happy. They're the five seed. It doesn't matter. And isn't it crazy that the NFC Bucks need an AFC Texans win? Or what, did you say Texans win or Titans win in that game? They need it. Titans win over Houston. So, yeah. Like because it's of the tiebreaker, strength of schedule, strength of schedule yeah, which is absurd. Uh, but I guess they have to do it some way, and I guess that's the way strength of schedule. It's just crazy that that's a tiebreaker. Yeah, it's very weird. But that's that's the way the Bucks get it. So on the sixth day of Christmas, Roger gave to me a uh, Tampa Bay win loss in the Big EZ. On the seventh day of Christmas. Can you sing it? I'm not singing sing it. Sing the freaking song. You can do it. Be cheerful. We're in I'm freaking Scrooge. Radio City. We have the Christmas tree here. Sing the seventh it took day. Me, by the way, it took me about 10 minutes to walk from the subway station to here today. That's how oh, packed it was it's, on the streets. Once January 3rd comes, it'll be much better. I hope. Sing day seven. On the seventh day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me. A uh, Dallas uh, blowout victory. The uh, Cowboys crush the Lions, man, and they looked really good. And yes, Des Bryant did get away with a face mask on that touchdown. But now the Lions are in a precarious position. Here's what they need: they need a win over the Packers or a Redskins loss to the Giants. I hope they make it. So they they will need. Uh, a lot. They're nine six, so they they need a Redskins loss. I believe if the Redskins tie, no, I believe if the if the Redskins tie and they lose, they're out. And I think because the, the Redskins, Redskins would be eight six and two, the Lions would be nine and seven. So look that up. I'm not positive on that one, but again, it's crazy that we're looking at ties. But hey, it's happened what two two games this year? Uh, Actually, no, they would be in. Because the uh, Lions would have nine out of sixteen wins, which would be fifty-six percent winning percentage, and the Redskins would be eight out of sixteen, which is fifty percent. So their winning percentage would be higher. Yeah, that seems the most logical. Um, so really, Lions beat the Packers at home, which we don't think they're going to do because the Packers are just rolling right now. Um, or have the Giants beat the Redskins with a lot of Giants backups possible? 
Uh, we'll see that 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 you can't really call that game because the Giants are the better team. But the question is, will the starters play at all? Because if all the backups play, it seems like the Redskins should take advantage. Redskins are in a solid spot here. Uh, we'll get into them on uh, day ten, but that on the eighth day of uh, Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me. Oh, you took my you took my. Oh, that was the seventh day. Sorry, that was the seventh, the day. seventh day of Christmas. Roger Goodell gave to me a Cowboys pullout victory. On the eighth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Giants playoff security. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to go victory for all these. Uh, but wow. <laughs> <it's legit. laughs> the Giants clinch a playoff spot despite the loss of the Eagles Thursday. Thanks to the Bucks losing. Thanks to the Lions losing here. Week 17 is meaningless. I just said it. I say you play Eli for maybe the first quarter and then sit him. I, I, it's not worth it. Sit Odell Beckham. Sit Victor Cruz. You can play Cruz. Sit, sit Rashad sit Jennings. Shepherd. Play, play. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I think Shepard's more valuable than yeah, Cruz. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and their run game is non-existent, so it doesn't even yeah, matter but if you I, play them. Yeah, but I relax with Jennings and play Perkins and play Bobby Rainey. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Giants, they're the five seed, and I think the Giants here, they are begging for the Detroit Lions to win because they do not want to go to Green Bay. And play the Packers right now, and I'll get to the Packers on the twelfth day of Christmas. Um, but they have to be saying to themselves, "We beat Detroit once. We were dominant doing it defensively. We want Detroit again. If not, here comes a trip to Lambeau Field in January temperatures. Good luck. They've done it before when the Packers were fifteen to one or whatever it was." But doing it now against a team that is surging and Aaron Rodgers looks explosive is going to be difficult. So the eighth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me giant playoff security. On the ninth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me a Seahawks catastrophe. Catastrophe. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Seahawks lose 34-31. They fall in an I-5-1. We talked about it with Iron Eagle. Just a very odd team. A team that has the talent to win the Super Bowl, potentially, but also has the talent to go out and lose to the Cardinals, who have just been a disaster this year. Um, Seahawks now 9-5-1. They are hoping at the potential, I believe, to still get the two if Atlanta loses. Um, but, man, and Atlanta wins. They're not in the 12 days here because it's pretty convincing. They're too good for the 12 days. Yeah, it's convincing that they have the NFC South and they're going to be just fine. Uh, with that offense, but it's a weird team, the Seahawks. And if Earl Thomas is out and the Chancellor's out, we talked about the eye, they're just not that good. So Seattle loses 34-31, surprisingly, to the Cardinals. And it's the uh, ninth day of the Seahawks catastrophe. On the tenth day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me. Hail to the Redskins victory. Uh, HCTR, the Redskins win 41-21. We talked about Kirk Cousins playing great. They're 8-6-1. All they got to do now is win and in as long as the Packers and Lions uh, don't tie. And people will joke that the Packers and Lions should kneel the whole game and just end in a tie so they're both in because if they both tie, apparently they're both in. But then who would get home field? I think the uh, with the Lions? I think the Lions are the four right now, right? I believe so. I don't know how that would work, but I don't. It's not going to happen. Someone's going to win that game. Uh, I think the Packers do, but 
the Redskins, man, are right back in it. All you got to do is win now, and they're in. It's such a weird spot. And here's a spot where we look at a tie helping. I mean, if they lose, they're probably out at this point. They tie. Excuse me. They tie. They were, they were. And now they have to. all they have to do is beat the backups of the Giants. So Redskins are in a great spot. They're a dangerous team coming in here, a team that's explosive offensively, a team that if they can get Robert Kelly rolling, are dangerous on the ground. Uh, as Thompson as well as a third down back who could catch the ball. Redskins are an interesting team coming in here. So if they go out and beat the Giants, they're in. So on the 10th day of Christmas, hail to the Redskins' victory. On the 11th day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me. Actually, did Roger Goodell give this one? Because I don't know if he did. He handed a Jets catastrophe on a silver platter, 41-3. to The Pats win versus the Dolphins. They'll get the one seed if they lose and the Raiders win. The ra- ra- Waiters get the one seed. <laughs> uh, but the Pats have clinched home field. Uh, excuse me, they clinched the first round by, and with a win, they'll clinch home field throughout if they beat the Dolphins. So we'll see that they play the starters. But, wow, 41-3. to Bryce Pet- Petty tears the label of his shoulder out for the year. The Jets, stupid enough, as they usually do, decide that they'll start Ryan Fitzpatrick literally for no reason this week. Um, it really just makes no sense whatsoever. So story of this is that the Patriots are scary and that the Jets are just a disaster. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But the left day, they gave me a Jets catastrophe. Is Fitz done, by the way, you think, after the season for good? He won't be back. Yeah, I think No, I'm was, saying with that in, in the league. No, he'll be a backup somewhere. I just don't see how the Jets or anyone brings him on as a starter at this point. Okay. And on the 12th day of Christmas, Roger Goodell gave to me. I'm trying to stay away from victory. Uh, uh, Rogers resiliency as the like that one five straight wins for the Green Bay Packers after losing four straight straight I mean we're talking about a team here that was four and six in dire straits and needing to win out to make the playoffs they're five and zero oh, and now again they have to win out you have to win this game here to get in because if you lose and the Redskins win. Redskins are in. So this is a huge game for the Packers uh, right here. I mean, they could still get in if the Redskins lose to the Giants, but just go in in Detroit and you're in. And Lions fans got to be biting on their their nails right now because this is nerve-wracking. The Green Bay Packers are scary. Giants fans are biting their nails because if you got to play them, you're in trouble. This team is rolling. Aaron Rodgers is good. And the Packers, healthy, and Rodgers at 100% playing like he is, are a threat, dare I say it, to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in the playoffs. Green Bay is really good, and they're rolling. So the 12th day of Christmas, Roger Dale gave to me Aaron Rodgers, resilient C. Well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, So, all right, here. Before we close out the show, throw it to... Uh, what was his name? Wallace? Mar- Marshall. Marshall. Marshall from McDonald's. <laughs> Not Wallace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, so the key games, again, we'll highlight for you this week. Packers-Lions, winner wins the NFC North. The loser can get in if the Redskins lose. Redskins-Giants in D.C. Redskins, they win, and they're in. They lose, they're out. Another key game, Patriots-Dolphins. The Dolphins can clinch the five seed with a win at a Chiefs loss. They will, if they lose, they're still the six. They're already in the six spot locked up. 
The Raiders will go to the Broncos. The Raiders can clinch the one seed with a win and a Patriots loss. They will lose out on the division if they lose to the Broncos and the Chiefs win. The the their foreseen Chiefs go to San Diego to play the Chargers, where the Chiefs can clinch the five seed with a win and clinch the division with a win and a Raiders loss. So those are the playoff implicating games happening this week around the NFL. I think it was a good show. I, I'm losing it here, so I'm going to end it. Uh, thanks to Tony Pucks, Anthony Santanello here uh, for hopping on and uh, letting me blow my nose in between uh, <laughs> speaking here. Uh, exciting week coming up. Uh, I'm looking forward to the playoffs now. I'm glad one of my teams is in. The Giants are in. You're a Patriots fan. Your team looks like they're going to cruise through the AFC. Now. Just play Jimmy Garoppolo until you get to the uh, Super Bowl. Don't get cocky now. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a little absurd. But I'll say this. It's, it's looking like the Patriots with the AFC. And the NFC, I couldn't tell you. Because as much as you want to say the Cowboys, you trust a rookie quarterback, rookie running back to run through the playoffs. I could see Aaron Rodgers doing it. I could even see the Seahawks doing it. I could see the Giants definitely doing it, what they've done in the past. And with a JPP potential return come divisional round, I could see Atlanta pulling it off with how good that offense is. So the NFC, any one of those teams, minus maybe Detroit and Washington, could go on a deep run. They're, They're scary, but... Do you really trust them to make a deep run? Probably not. Probably not. But never even, know. you never know. Even the Redskins, you never know with that offense. Yep. So NFC, any of those teams, AFC, I see it either being the Steelers, uh, the Chiefs, or probably the Patriots. One of those three. But the other three, not really a shot. Unless Matt McGloin becomes a hero. We've seen it before. We saw Hostetler, Hostetler, however you say his damn name, <laughs> with the Giants. When he took over Phil Sims back in the day, the Giants won the Super Bowl. So we just don't know. But uh, great show, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Coming up now to end the show is our call to McDonald's customer service and our guy Marshall from McDonald's complaining about our 60 raw nuggets. Hear what he had to say about that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review at iTunes. Get us on Spotify, Stitcher, play.it, slash Jake Brown, and follow us at Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. Happy holidays and happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in 2017. Catch Iron Eagle, catch Tiki Barber on the show this week. We are out. Hi, this is Kevin Harlan of CBS TNT in Westwood One. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. We are going to call McDonald's. Now, if you missed last week's show, folks, we had Kim Adams in the building, uh, and we got 60 nuggets. Many people said, Jake, why do you get 60 nuggets? What's wrong with you in the first place for getting 60 nuggets? We had three or four people in the studio. We were sharing the nuggets. Sure, it's a lot of nuggets. You've seen me. I'm large. Like, I could eat 20 myself. Luke could eat 20 himself. And I thought Kim could eat 20. Until we came into the fact that these nuggets, and Sant is here now, who's not here last week, so he can't prove it. 57 at least of the 60 nuggets were raw. 57 out of 60. Maybe more. So now... We are going to call McDonald's customer service. They did tweet us, and they did say to call them. Uh, I'll see if I can find the tweet. It might take a little bit, but I have the number. But basically they said, yeah, give us a call. Here's the number. So I'm going to call them. Here's the receipt as proof. You can see it was under Luke's card receipt. It was 1633, 60 nuggets. So now let's call and uh, get to the bottom of this right now here we go 
Now we'll probably have an automated system first. Sorry, excuse my sneezing right now. You. Right. <coughs> oh my goodness. Excuse me. All right. Here we go. We are calling McDonald's. I can put it on speaker here. Here we go. Now will they? This is gonna be tough. I might have to talk into the. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here's it go. It's a one eight hundred number. It's the Jake Brown show. Call McDonald's. Here we go. Feedback. Feedback. Hey, Marshall. Um, can you hear me okay? Sure can. Um, hi. Uh, I tweeted last week to McDonald's because I got 60 nuggets. Um, I'm located in New York City, and they said to call this number. Literally, at least 55 of the nuggets were raw and uncooked of the 60. I had ordered three 20-piece nuggets, and almost all of them, I maybe found one or two that weren't, uh, were uncooked and raw, and we had to throw them out. I ate a couple, but they were disgusting. Um, and we usually go every week, uh, I bring it to a uh, podcast I do, and we bring it in studio, we get like 40 or 60. Can you describe the, um, can you describe the raw, um, the color, things like that. I, I I mean I tweeted a picture. They literally the inside was looked like they were just straight out of their refrigerator. They were uncooked. They were raw. It was disgusting. Um, I, I, how to, I don't know how to describe it really, but they were just clearly they weren't cooked. Um, I do. It was sixty-nine seventy-one was the store number. Okay, great. Sixty-nine seventy-one. That means you're in Manhattan, New York. Yes, sir. That is me. 
I'm right in the McDonald's is on Broadway, 46th Street, next to the Times Square's Visitor Center. Yes, prime location. That's why yes. I was surprised. Yeah. More Marriott Marquis is across the street. Yep. Yes, sir. Wow. I need to know the date and time that this took place. Yes, I actually have the receipt. I did not go back, uh, <laughs> so I figured I would just call. It was December 20th. Uh, and it was at 17.40 is the time. Not a problem. That's 5.40 on December 20th. 5.40. Okay. All right. And your visitor, was that a, that was a carryout, wasn't it? It was a carryout, yeah. Okay. All right. You say only three were cooked? At the most, three, yeah. I don't remember okay. the exact number, but we, we threw them all out. I'll say that we did not eat them. Okay. And all I right. usually go every week to get them, so that's why I was disappointed. this information to be very serious. I am going to immediately share a record of your call with someone from that owner's organization. And so, just in case he or she has additional questions, uh, may I get your first and last name, please? Yeah, my name is Jake Brown. J-A-K-E Brown, B-R-O-W-N. Yes, sir. Mailing address. What was that? Your mailing address, please? Postal. Uh, I'm speaking with the Mr. Jake, J-A-K-E Brown, B-R-O-W-N, City of Astoria, New York, with a zip code is 11105. Correct. Thank you. Telephone number is 203. Yep. Thank you. Email address is J-R-B-S-P-O-R-T-S-N-Y-C at gmail.com. Yep. All right. Mr. Brown, let me ask. And would it be a great time for someone to give you a call about this issue? Um, probably anytime after 5 p.m., I'd say. Okay, we can do that. Anytime after 5 p.m., it is. And, Mr. Brown, as I'm going to share this information as soon as we disconnect, allow me. Say to offer you a brief survey about how I'm handling your telephone call here today. In which case, sir, all you have to do is hold on once I do disconnect, okay? Okay. Alrighty, thank you once again for giving us this call here, sir. And for you and yours, hey, do enjoy the rest of that holiday season. You too. Happy New Year. <laughs> thank you much. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right, we're not going to do the survey here, but we, we, we got everything we could out of Marshall there. Great guy. Very nice guy, I'd say. Yeah, he was amazing according to how to work. But um, did we get what we wanted out of that? No, but there will be a follow-up call, so I'm going to have to wait to report till next week whenever they call me to figure it out. But we, we, we got to the bottom of it. We got a guy, and we, he was awesome. I mean, Marshall, I mean, you're not going to get much better. Shout-out to Marshall. Uh, now, I'll probably have to cut out the part where I gave my address and my phone number and social security number and credit card information. Um, I don't know why he need all that. Could have just asked for my damn email. Um, but that is it. Marshall, thank you for helping. We will get to the bottom of this. Hopefully get free stuff. We're signing out of Facebook Live. Peace. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.